Thanks for tuning in to NL Newsday. 4.40 is the time on this Thursday, September the 2nd. Take a quick look back here. Um, hundreds of people, of course, lining up on Columbia Street in Kamloops yesterday afternoon to protest vaccine passports uh, that are coming in across the province starting on September the 13th. Uh, many who were there uh, speaking, speaking to NL News saying they were from Kamloops. Some others saying they traveled from places such as Vernon, Revelstoke, Lillooet, uh, many carrying signs, the vast majority not wearing masks, some even brandishing election signs for the local People's Party of Canada election candidate. Now, with that all said, um, this wasn't the only one, right? And talking specifically about what happened here in Kamloops at Royal Inland Hospital, there were several other protests that occurred at hospitals in other areas of the province, such as Abbotsford and in Vancouver. Health Minister Adrian Dix spoke briefly to yesterday's actions that occurred, again, in Kamloops as well as other provinces or other hospitals, excuse me, in British Columbia. Well, our healthcare workers have been heroes throughout the pandemic. They've been extraordinary in every way, including right now, treating people and the very significant majority of whom are unvaccinated from COVID-19 right now. People who go to hospital as well go there for surgeries and to support family members and sometimes to be with family members at end of life. And to engage in these kind of activities outside of hospitals is really not uh, not acceptable, it's despicable. And everyone, ha people do have the right to express their view in society, but they have some responsibilities too. And to treat patients that way, to treat healthcare workers that way in this pandemic with the work healthcare workers have done uh, throughout it is totally unacceptable, I think, to just about everybody in the province. Okay, so that is the political perspective, right? Despicable and come somewhat insulting to those who have been continuing to work on the front lines of our healthcare system having to deal with those protests yesterday. But what about those who are actually on those front lines? What about those who are, you know, actually in the hospitals helping people suffering from COVID, helping people dealing with other illnesses and ailments? They are working hard to try and keep you and I and our loved ones safe, and yet this demonstration demonstration to many yesterday felt like a massive slap in the face. Now, Eric Haywood Farmer is a doctor at the emergency room at Royal Inland Hospital, and Els Colton Davies spoke with him this afternoon and started their conversation with a look at the COVID-19 situation at RIH right now. Let's listen in. So what we're seeing is by far our largest influx of COVID patients so far. We started to notice a couple of weeks ago we were getting positive cases in again. And in the past two weeks, that's kind of slowly accelerated. In the, in the past few days, it's become uh, a large percentage of the patients we're seeing are patients with COVID. And, you know, these are people who are almost all unvaccinated. Certainly the ones who are ending up in the ICU are unvaccinated. Um, I've seen the odd really elderly person who's fully vaccinated and still is getting quite sick with COVID. But even they are not nearly as sick as they would if they were vaccinated. But the vast majority of people I'm seeing are young people who are not vaccinated at all. And those run the gamut from people who are kind of a bit inconvenienced by symptoms for a few days to people who are feeling terrible for a couple of weeks to people who are, you know, on ventilators in the ICU and might not make it. And it's just really tragic to see really young, otherwise totally healthy people uh, make a decision that um, could, could end their life. 
So you mentioned too right off the top there that by far the largest influx of COVID patients is, is being seen right now at Royal Inlands. So that's even even more now than the third wave, for example, when we, you know, as a province had far more hospitalizations in the third wave than we do right now. But we have more COVID patients right now in Kamloops, hey? Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely our, this is our big wave for sure. We've heard reports of at least some emergency room staff who, you know, maybe for a variety of reasons, have left jobs at Royal Inland Hospital lately. I mean, just just how much pressure does that put on staff like yourself who are working there with, with the, you know, influx of COVID patients right now? Yeah, it puts a tremendous amount of pressure on the whole system. And I think what people don't realize is, is what's sacrificed when so much of our time and energy is taken up with COVID patients. You know, like one of our general surgeons, I heard from her the other day, and she was walking past that big protest on Columbia Street, having had her operating room slate canceled for the day, which is all, those are all cancer surgeries. So all of those people with cancer are having their, their surgeries put off due to the hospital being overwhelmed with people with COVID. And so you have young, healthy people that could have been vaccinated who are taking the hospital beds of people who need cancer surgery. That's really what it comes down to. And it's, it's frustrating and it's disappointing that a year and a half into this, we're still doing this. Obviously, a lot of people were hoping, you know, with uh, vaccines, we'd be in, in a better place uh, by now. And, and uh, I know you mentioned that most of the COVID patients are people unvaccinated. So exactly what point has it has it gotten worse? Has, was it really throughout the month of August that you started to really see that influx? I'm just curious where we're at now and, and when things might have started uh, to change um, more dramatically. Yeah, I'd say it was in the past two weeks is when it's really ramped up. We started seeing a trickle of positive cases through the middle of August, but it was at that time the big numbers were primarily in Kelowna, and then we really started seeing a a big influx of cases in the past two weeks. What percentage would you say of patients in the ICU, if you can kind of figure this on your head, Eric, uh, are COVID-19 patients? Because obviously you say that, you know, regardless what that number is, it's having sounds like pretty profound impacts on, you know, operations within the hospital. Yeah, uh, what I can tell two days ago, out of 17 beds, 12 were patients with COVID. So, uh, you know, it's about two thirds of the beds in the ICU are taken up with people with COVID. And part of the problem is that once you have COVID and end up on a ventilator, it's a very, very long illness. It can take months to get off the ventilator. So it really ties up resources for a very, very long time. And Um, it's a very, very miserable experience for the patient, I can tell you that. You know, even the, the people that I'm seeing who are, who are relatively well, they're able to go home, they're not on a ventilator, they feel horrible. Like they have this horrible headache and chest pain and it hurts when they breathe and they're aching all over. And there is nothing I can do for them other than give them Advil. Like Advil is my only treatment. And they're coming in, you know, after nine or 10 days of bad symptoms looking for relief. And there is, there's nothing I can do for them. It's, 
it's really frustrating. And, and you mentioned when it comes to ICU, the majority, uh, if if not all, if I heard you right, are you know people who are unvaccinated, those uh, who are in the ICU with COVID-19. What do you hear, and I don't want to get into people's individual personal situations, but I mean, do you hear much in conversationally when, you know, with any of these patients about the vaccine, you know, if they were hesitant or if they were completely refusing to get the vaccine or they were waiting to, but just hadn't gotten around to it yet? Yeah, there's sort of a, a mixture. There's people who were who were really resistant for one reason or another, but I think those are the minority, to be honest. I think some people, you know, I, I think in Kamloops, people really felt like the pandemic had kind of passed us by, like we'd seen the worst of it. Um, and I think we've been really lucky so far, and that has led to a lot of particularly young people who who tend to see themselves as invincible, thinking that it, it really didn't matter that they get vaccinated or not, and that it wouldn't affect them. And unfortunately, they're having to live with that that decision. I think that's probably probably the minor that the majority of people are are ones who just kind of put it off, figured that it wasn't wasn't that important for them personally. When we look at uh, the protest that happened on the street outside of the hospital, did that have any uh, direct impact in, in terms of uh, emergency room operations, Eric? I know that was going on for a couple hours and there were several hundred people and I know we were talking um, before on tape here, before we were on tape and you mentioned you didn't see it yourself, but how were hospital staff feeling in a general sense, if you can characterize that about the protest that was happening? I think the general mood was just disgust. You know, we've been working really, really hard for a year and a half under difficult conditions to battle this virus and all of the negative sequelae that come with it in terms of its impact on every other aspect of healthcare. And we're dealing with our worst ever wave of COVID in the hospital. And there's all these people outside protesting a virus. Well, guess what, guys? The COVID virus doesn't read your placards. Um, And I'm sure that we're going to see another increased wave of COVID in two weeks after all of those people on the street were giving each other the virus because I can guarantee at least one of them had it. It must have been a lot to take in. I mean, did you have any direct uh, conversations too with any of your colleagues who, I know you mentioned uh, one uh, hospital staff member who walked through it, but what did you hear from your colleagues on that? Yeah, just general anger and disgust and feeling really kind of let down by the community and i we all recognize that it's a tiny tiny minority of people in the community that are participating in this kind of thing but when it's right outside your door very loud and very active it feels like like you don't it feels like the community is against you in 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 some in some kind of way and i think it it uh but to be honest i mean all of us are in the hospital working (laughs) we have we have more than enough to think about with all of the COVID patients we're dealing with that we didn't really give it a lot of thought to be perfectly honest um because you know it's we have we have a job to do and we're doing it so i mean my my message for the public is just to you know it's not too late to get vaccinated this is going to keep coming around and around and around 
and um uh, you know anybody that's that's put it off or or hasn't gotten around to it or was hesitant just go and get vaccinated only takes a few minutes of your day and it, it can uh, save your life or somebody else's Dr. Eric Haywood Farmer, a emergency room physician at Royal Inland Hospital. I mean that that says it all to me right there. We've seen the situation in the Kamloops area get a whole lot worse over the past two weeks. Prior to that, it was more focused in the Kelowna area, but that has since shifted a little bit more towards us. Not surprising based on the fact that we saw those increases in cases in interior health as a whole uh, was primarily centered centered in the central Okanagan before eventually uh, kind of spreading out to other areas of the interior. And that's why we saw those new restrictions put in place in IH specifically that were also announced that are kind of going into the northern health unit as well as they're starting to see an increase in cases. But again, back to what's going on in Kamloops, two thirds of ICU beds taken up by COVID patients right now. I mean... This is, uh, you heard him talk about the, the cancellations of, of cancer surgeries that had to occur yesterday, um, partially due to what was going on outside the hospital. I mean, it's, uh, it's a scary situation what's going on there. Um, we have heard of people who have walked off the job at RIH because of burnout and other issues that are happening there. And when you hear stories that uh, Dr. Haywood Farmer just relayed there, I mean, I get it. 